I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Check us out at Aftermath.fm. We're live there and also on TalkStreamLive.com. They've linked many of the radio stations we broadcast on across the country, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. That specific time, by the way. And you can go to aftermath.media and sign up for shows, a library, all kinds of fun things. I was going through it today, as a matter of fact, to try and find some things I was looking for. Let's do a little research. It's all available there at aftermath.media. Sign up today with uh, actually a subscription rate as low as $10 a month, or you can go and buy a year subscription or even a friends and family subscription. Just check it out. Go to aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. As you know, tomorrow is going to mark the 20th anniversary of the attacks of uh, 9-11 every year I, I say well i'm not going to talk about 9-11 no i don't want to talk about 9-11 i don't want to talk it always i always say that i always say well you know uh, this is going to be the last show this is gonna be the last show well now here we are the 20th anniversary i'm doing a show again about 9-11 and uh one of the reasons why i avoid it or i don't talk about it as much as you know much, as much as i'd like to is because everybody has a pet theory that they want to produce with, and you know it muddies up the real investigations and facts the mainstream media selectively overlooked. You know, when someone with the right kind of research speaks up, they're immediately shut down and asked if they believe in the no plane theory or the directed energy weapons theory, or even if they want to get nasty, they say things like, "Well, you must be a flat earther, right, or a a birther, or something else." And, and but oh, how they pretend to treat the nine eleven attacks with an air of religiosity and a government worship when someone takes the official narrative to task and demonstrates that the 9-11 affair is one of misinformation that was actually reported by the left-learning or the left-leaning media, who I believe are responsible for the so-called conspiracy theories as their narrative changed over the days and weeks after the attacks on this country. Questioning the official narrative of the 9-11 attacks is a bipartisan affair. And back when cynical Americans noticed, the government became the civic religion overnight. They were so, they were, you know, they were these protectors now. They were the old... Well, they're our protectors of the flock now. And even though they allowed planes flown by terrorists to attack New York, somehow they used a way to confuse people about the attacks on the Pentagon. And there have been many polls that were taken comparing and compiling the results and the results of whether or not people are, you know, how they feel about 9-11 and what they, you know, you know, the question now is seldom asked, but it's, it's precisely you know, the same words all the time. It's, you know, do you believe the official narrative of, you know, the 9-11 attacks? And people are always asked that. Do you believe the official narrative? And, you know, this is something that hasn't been asked in 20 years, at least in my opinion. Uh, so I, I wanted to go back and I wanted to give you some, you know, a few statistics to think about. And, uh, you know, and, and just not necessarily giving my pet conspiracy theories because the conspiracy is obvious you know there's no conspiracy theory there was a conspiracy and whatever conspiracy theory you believe is your opinion but a conspiracy was had on the 9-11 on the date 9-11 when our tower where the towers in new york were hit and the pentagon was hit and the plane was shot down um that's that's all it's all uh, real I mean, somebody actually posted on my Facebook page, the conspiracies have been debunked. Now, what conspiracies have been debunked? There was a conspiracy. It was a conspiracy 
I mean, baseline is a conspiracy of men who basically with box cutters took over airplanes and flew them into the buildings. That's a conspiracy. I mean, a conspiracy with a group of other people, too. Who was involved? Who who made the money? Who benefited? In uh, 2008, worldpublicopinion.org polled over 16,000 people in 17 countries uh, of the total population of 2.5 billion people represented in the survey. And only 39% said that they thought the Al Qaeda that Al Qaeda actually was behind the 9/11 attacks, and the belief that Al Qaeda carried out the attacks is an essential component of belief in the official narrative 9/11. If only 39% is willing to name Al Qaeda as responsible, then a maximum of 39% can be counted as believers of the official narrative. This World Public Opinion org poll is, for the most part, supported by other polls suggesting that the United States official narrative is globally a minority view. And if these figures are correct, of the current world population of 7.5 billion, roughly 2.9 billion people affirm the official view of 9-11 and 4.6 billion do not affirm it. Now, of the 61% who do not affirm the official view of 9-11, a large percentage says it does not know who carried out the attacks. By implication, does not know what the goals of the attackers were and, and so on and so on. But the number of those who think the U.S. government was behind the attacks is by no means trivial. The figure appears to be about 14% of the world's population think that our government had something to do with 9-11. If this is correct, roughly 1 billion people think the United States government was behind the attacks. And, of course, this figure includes children. But even when we exclude everyone under 18 years of age, we have 700 million adults in the world who think that the United States government was behind the 9-11 attacks. For 20 years, people have been screaming for truth, and now with so many theories, people will never know or will not be satisfied if their pet theory is not acknowledged by those who have done their homework. Do these poll results prove that the official narrative is false? No. Do they prove that blaming elements of the U.S. government is correct? No. But these figures suggest two things. First, the official story, despite its widespread dissemination, has failed to capture the imaginations of the majority of people on the planet. And second, the minds of 700 million adults have no trouble embracing the possibility that criminal elements of the U.S. government were behind the attacks on 9-11. Most peculiar and disturbing is the tendency of left activists and leaders to join with state intelligence agencies in using the term conspiracy theory to dismiss those who raise questions about official state narratives. Back then, the left spun their own conspiracy theories as well, and this is what we get, confusion and anger 20 years later. Those who attack conspiracy theories seem to not realize that they are employing a propaganda expression, the function of which is to discourage people from looking beneath the surface of political events, especially political events in which elements of their own government might have played a role or hidden an unsavory role in the attacks. Many people agree that the attack was the result of multiple persons planning in secret to commit a crime. This is the attack. It was the result of a conspiracy. A conspiracy. Someone, a group of people, multiple people planning a crime. The question is not, was there a conspiracy? The question is, who were the conspirators? In the case of 9-11 and the 9-11 attacks, it is important to remember when the conspiracy theory accusation is made, the argument tends to be settled by those who do not wish to hear what was happening behind the scenes when the terror unfolded on that day 20 years ago. What I want to tell you tonight is the whole story, by my observations. 20 years after the fact, the obsession with 9-11 and the so-called truthers is controlled demolition of Building 7. 
not the towers, not even Building 6, and what happened is the planes made their mark. I appeared at a uh, conspiracy con back in 2011 in Santa Clara, California. And I had this very interesting experience. During the Q&A period, I was asked what I'd be talking about during the September 11th anniversary, more specifically what I felt needed to be discussed. And I paused for a moment, and then I stated that while there are many people fighting over whether or not there was a plane at the Pentagon or thermite at the Towers, they seem to be missing out on investigating the most overlooked puzzle pieces in the 9-11 case. And I said that I believe our focus should now be on Flight 93 in Shanksville and Building 6. Almost in unison, the group assembled at the hotel where, you know, where I was doing this speech. They said, Building 7, Clyde. I said, no, Building 6. The guy piped up, Clyde, you mean Building 7? I said, no, everyone is talking about Building 7, and everyone is focusing on what brought down the towers. I want to know. What happened to Flight 93 and why Building 6 exploded immediately after United States Flight 175 slammed into the South Tower about 9.03 a.m. Now, there have been countless attempts to show that Building 7 was brought down in controlled demolition. The arguments have been made that there was a fire in Building 7. This is what why it came down. And even though the story of a fire bringing down Building 7 does not measure up to scrutiny, and the gullible will say that fires cause freefall demolitions of buildings, the truth about Building 6 is that the building exploded and it was seen on national television and then it was immediately covered up. CNN aired, basically, CNN aired the, the, the huge explosion of Building 6. It was a U.S. Customs building. The smoke and the debris from the building raised 47 floors and was visible and yet it was ignored as we watched the terrible plume of black smoke being released from the South Tower. It was confirmed that exactly about 9.04 a.m., Building 6 exploded. A CNN archivist confirmed that this is what was recorded. No one could figure out why Building 6 exploded. Besides being the home of the U.S. Customs, Building 6 housed several federal departments and agencies. One agency in particular was the Export-Import Bank of the United States. Now, destroying this building was crucial because there may have been records that would have exposed who provided the investment capital for the attacks on the United States and who would have benefited financially from the attacks. Now, in order to fully understand how this theory can materialize, we must go back to the media and listen to their exchange. This has to have been forgotten since I've never really, I mean, I, I never really hear it being cited by independent researchers. The Building 6 connections to bank exchanges and documentation of these events prior to 9-11, they're pretty much dismissed outright by the mainstream media and many other truth movements because of links that may lead us to consider that 9-11 may have been financed by Saudi Arabia or Israel. The truth is... There were many insinuations of this in the beginning during interviews on talk shows. The statements have faded into history. Well, coming up, we're going to give you an indication of just who might be responsible, at least putting up the money for this, the money that was conveniently destroyed or the records that were conveniently destroyed in Building 6. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.